0: Welcome back. My name is Sue and welcome to another of our Learn with Sue Walk and Talk podcast. And Tanya and I are back chatting, uh, a place where, as you know, we can walk and talk about all things emotions, positive psychology, neuroscience to help us be the best we can be. And this is about how we flourish and thrive, whether it's through adversity or the good times. And today, Tanya and I thought we'd talk about some of the good times and the importance of recharging. So Tanya, how are you doing?
1: I am really well, thank you soon. It's great to be back again,
0: um, having recently come back
1: from my holiday. And I know you very recently come back from your holiday. So it'd be really wonderful to share our experiences
0: fabulous yes yeah, so Tanya and I have both had holidays almost back to back so we sort of missed each other for a few weeks and haven't really had chance to catch up um and one of the things they often talk about in um sort of rest and recovery is things like uh, sort of micro breaks uh mezzo breaks and macro breaks and micro breaks are the 15 minutes between meetings the stretch you know the brain breaks those sorts of things mezzo breaks might be a weekend but macro breaks are the bigger ones that gives you a chance to to, uh, rest and restore and rejuvenate so Tanya tell us about yours uh, your holiday in particular you went off to Thailand and I know it was long overdue but thinking about it from a well-being perspective it was more than just a holiday like you used it well as far as your overall flourishing so share a little bit more.
1: Yeah I did thank you Sue and I think um, it, because it was quite overdue it was for a friend's uh, special birthday shall we say special number um, from pre- you know, before COVID. Um, so the, the the purpose of it really, I guess, was a celebration, um, celebration for her birthday and actually family coming over, her family coming over, friends from kind of different parts of the world all coming together, which was wonderful. Um, and I really used the time um from a connection relationship perspective which I had a few reflections on that when I came back as well but also taking a proper break so I I, you know I don't mind admitting because this is you know the the truth this is me being authentic maybe a few days before I went on I was thinking oh no I'm gonna have to take my laptop because I haven't quite finished this at work I haven't quite finished that and don't want to leave it to so and so to do what have you um however I really kind of pulled into my strength should I say of my work ethic which is a learned behavior I have to say but just thinking you no, know, this is really important to me this is really important for me to take a break a decent break as you say um a macro break um to really kind of look after my well-being which I do do you know daily but a real proper break and almost decompress so I use this as an opportunity and I didn't take my laptop I didn't check my emails and I, what I would say is I actually switched off from technology altogether, um, which was a real, a real wonderful break, actually. And again, it's just a, a reminder, reflection for me or insight to kind of thing. Actually, we can get you back into that habit quite quickly. And I'm well aware of this now and this week of scrolling or quickly checking LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. And kind of, and then before you know it, you've lost another 20 minutes. Um, and given the speed at which we're all working, and I would say I'm generalizing it even with clients, um, we really don't have 20 minutes to spend on scrolling unless it's useful and productive. So um I certainly used my 10 days to fully recover, let's say, recharge, re-energize, um, be mindful, be intentional. Everything that we do, as you say, around you know pulling the sciences together makes me think about Ellen Langer being mindful again and intentional, Barbara Fredrickson's Broughton and Build, but really um switching off and actually not thinking um intentionally just really kind of zoning out and letting my mind wander um which is really really important so
0: so it's interesting to pick up on a few of those points because um i uh left my laptop at home i left it in the car in the boot of the car in a car park because uh, as usual with me with work ethic being my tech second top strength i was working and I flew from Melbourne after a keynote directly to Brisbane to meet my husband to get on the plane the next morning. Um, He drove from home, Um, so I left my laptop behind and uh, I have to admit I spoke to somebody today who's known me for like 20 years and, um, and he was like, did the world end? Like, because that's never happened before. Um, But just sort of on that from a technology perspective. So I switched off and and yes, I did. I had my phone and I did have a quick check of emails uh, first thing in the morning, if there was anything. But I only replied to one message um, work wise. Um, And the thing that I, I found interesting is I wanted to read and I always keep certain books on my phone which are the the trashy novels that I sometimes read when I'm at an airport or whatever you I don't want to carry a paperback around with me Um, I have them on my phone and I my intention was to only read proper books. And I had a new one specially and then my plan was to buy another one at Cairns Airport, but the transfer was too quick and I didn't get a chance. So I did end up using my phone, but ironically only for reading, uh, which I was really pleased. And I got through three and a half books, which was kind of cool. Um, um, What was the impact for you? Because both of us love technology as far as we know the benefits of technology and what it can do. What was the benefit of choosing mindfully to be technology free? I
1: think... um... One of the benefits, and again, it was interesting because I realised that when I came back to work or was then back online with technology, is my eyesight. So actually, I think giving my eyes a good take from not being <laughs> Love it. to be quite honest. And another kind of much deeper reflection I would say is because there were quite a few of us on this holiday, um, and I work from home, and generally my delivery or my my interaction with clients is virtually, um, has been much more face-to-face or in-person now, I would say, uh, this year. Um, So when we think about, or when I think about then the benefits of coming off technology, it was more around really being mindful um, and being present, I would say, Mm -hmm. in person. So when we think about, um, or when I was thinking about being mindfully connected, and I say it wasn't about having to be involved in all the conversations that were going on around us, but it was just... um, I guess I might have been using my emotional awareness strength as it were just kind of like taking it all in um not needing to necessarily having to respond all the time but just really absorbing the environment which I think again when we do that virtually we can and we do and I know we we you know we do do this I um, and that is important to be able to pick up on that virtually and I know some individuals might say well it's, it's too difficult or it's much easier in, in you know in person um but it is of course possible but I think um, that is one of the benefits I would say for me for my holiday is getting back to, um, well, being with a group of people because it would have been such a long time um, being in a relaxed environment, being on holiday with people around us. Um,
0: Yeah, and just picking up on what you said there about technology, because um, although I had my phone with me and at some point I was using my phone to read my book, um, I didn't ever take my phone to breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, I didn't carry it around with me all day. It basically sat in the room. um, And then at night or when I'm sitting on the balcony, I'd be reading my book um, once I'd finished my paperback version. And, And to your point, we know from the research that even having a phone upside down on the table between two people reduces the quality of the conversation by thirty percent. So just not having that attachment um, and and not having that need, like sometimes when we've got the phone with us, we almost feel pulled into it. or when we've got our, our emails there, we kind of like get sucked into it. But I think having that, being mindful, and I know myself, um, obviously I only got back on Sunday, um, so a few days ago. And I found that uh, since I've got back, uh, I still do my quick check of social media in the morning, same as I do every morning, like literally less than 15 minutes. My timer cuts me off at 15 and I very rarely get to it. So I know it's just a few minutes. Um, but over breakfast and lunch, uh, I haven't been, and even in the evening, I haven't watched a single Netflix show, TV episode, nothing for over a week. And I read my book again. Um, So while I'm having breakfast, I will sit and read my book um, and things like that. So I suppose to your point, I've sort of carried some of that forward, uh, which has been really lovely to know that when I'm having lunch, um, I sat outside in the sunshine today, had lunch, read my book, uh, as opposed to trying to eat it while I'm doing emails or watching a TV show or things like that. So I think maybe it gives us the opportunity to your point of resetting, putting new habits in place, those sorts of things.
1: Which is what you've said to me before, and again, being very mindful around that is that actually, you know, again, you said when you first moved home, it's like okay, now's a great opportunity to kind of build on those habits. What do you want to create? And again, different. Some of my wellbeing habits. I must admit, my watch, my watch was going off on holiday saying not well pretty much are you still alive because I wasn't exercising as much as what I do at home Um, but I was like actually that's okay I'm still moving and I was aware of that but actually it's like no you know as well as giving my brain a rest I'm giving my body a rest it's okay you know I'll get back into my running when I'm back but also one thing I would say which is quite um amazing we don't realize initially because they oh, I had no wi-fi um or again it was really like patchy so there's nothing I could have done anyway um, yeah. even if I wanted to check social media emails or you know I still haven't even put my photos up on social media of my holiday um and I would like to just because they're there I like, go oh, you know early this month but I really kind of did switch off
0: yeah. um So what about other things? So both of us sort of had a bit of a a technology-free time. Um, And I know um, myself it was interesting because I still did exercise, climbed to almost the top of a big mountain um, and did quite a few walks and snorkelled and swam and stuff like that, but not to the same ritual and routine. Um, Where I was was all inclusive as well. So it was all alcohol, all drink, all food, everything included. And yet what was interesting, I noticed not just ourselves, but other people there, um, nobody overindulged. So, you know, you might have a glass of wine with dinner that was included and I might have a limoncello at the end of the night or whatever you, um, and yet there was not necessarily that overindulgence. It was a really, for me, an enjoyable well-being break without feeling I needed to go mad on any particular sort of area. So what else did you do from a well-being pers- perspective to take advantage?
1: Yeah, and that's really interesting you say that because I must admit the first couple of nights I'll say we went large, let's say. And of course, you know, my friend hadn't seen her parents for, you know, two and a half years and what have you, because of COVID. Um, so we might have gone to bed at like 1am, half past one, which is really late Shocking. Yeah, that's shocking. Behavior. And we kind of all were excited and all the rest of it. However, I must say, probably by the fourth or fifth day, and this is no exaggeration, it would get to like half past seven, 8pm. And we were like oh we'll just go to bed you know we'd be waking up letting our bodies be natural with waking up again again no time restriction we need to get up for this whatever we might have been doing or not doing um, which is great but i would just like to add to your point around um still with the exercise is i was swimming in the ocean and i haven't swam for i don't know how long um and that was really lovely and again my watch went off saying Whoa. Great achievement. First swim on, you know, that you've actually recorded. I and mean, it wasn't far. Um, but it was just wonderful. And again, with that with snorkeling, when you say about my well-being, and I have to share this with you because I do think you'll appreciate this. Um, and I thought about it earlier today, and again, these little reminders, if I put photos up, is when we were snorkeling on off one of the islands, there was this little teeny, it must have been the size of my little fingernail fish, that was literally following one of my friend's friend literally follow it like on his shoulder and then kind of be around the chest and then be around his hip and what have you and then the fish would follow my friends and so she was like oh my god this is really fun so I came in to see it and honestly it was so tiny it was so cute um and then it started following me and I'm like this, and it was literally it would have been for a good hour I'm not I'm not That's exaggerating cute. it was so cute but it was also so and it was so close at one point I actually thought it was in my mask Like it was that close. I was like, oh my God, like, thank goodness I've got a snorkel in my mouth because I might have... (laughs) (laughs) But again, it was really savoring for me, the beauty. And it's been a long time since I've been in the water and I can scuba dive. It has been a number of years. um, And I didn't get to do this on this trip, but I will do next time. Next time in Australia, I really want to go scuba diving. But to really appreciate, and I'm going to bring in awe here, but the Mm -hmm. beauty of nature... Um, And I know you often do that on your beach walks when you share with me all the little critters and all the little jelly kind of fishy things that you kind of shared with me this morning. Um, Just really beautiful. And again, just taking time to really appreciate the world we live in. Or again, gratitude that, wow, we're finally on this holiday. And I go and remember saying to you before I went, it was like, oh, no, now I almost don't want it to happen because it's been such a build up. um, (laughs) We will have nothing to talk about. But just, yeah, really wonderful things I think for your well for our well-being Mm. just to take stock
0: I have to tell you a story that's similar and it's a little bit of a long story but it needs a bit of preamble so um when I first started in business I would never take a holiday because I would always be so nervous that if a job came in I needed to be available you know that was when I was like desperate for work and you know you had to be available all the time and eventually I think five years in I just thought I'm gonna book one, I'm booking a holiday. And if work comes in, I'm gonna have to say no, which as you know, is very difficult for me even now. And so we booked to go to Heron Island and Wilson Island. Um, And uh, on Wilson Island in Australia, for those who don't know is where um, turtles uh, lay their eggs and then they hatch at a certain time of year. And it's a um, uh, glamping. So it's a four poster bed in a tent. Uh, Sort of thing. So, Dave and I were there for three nights. Uh, You always know when the little turtles are hatching because the seagulls try and get them. So, there's lots of squawking. And you're told because it's environmentally friendly, if you like, um, you're not allowed to interfere with the ecology. So, um, when the turtles hatch, you can sort of stand there, but you're not allowed to touch them, you're not allowed to guide them, you're not allowed to do anything, but you can sort of stand and watch and make sure the seagulls don't get them. Anyway, so David and I had this kerfuffle. We're running down the beach. Um, We see all these seagulls trying to attack the baby turtles as they're coming out. So we're like running down, flapping, 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 shouting, and um, one seagull has got a turtle. And he's trying to fly off. Well, obviously seagulls don't weigh that much and little turtles don't weigh that much, but it was still sort of struggling a little bit. So it was flapping to try and take this turtle away. And David being wonderful that he is, he chased this seagull and was flapping and yelling and whatever you, and the seagull dropped the baby turtle. And so David and I are like hovering over this baby turtle. Of course, he's going the wrong way and we're like, oh, God, we can't touch him. And we're like, turn around and we called him Neville and um, we, you know, we're trying to encourage him to get to the sea and he finally makes it to the ocean. And then we remember the statistic that only one in a thousand survives. So we know he's probably going to get eaten by a fish as soon as he gets to the sea. Anyway, we're very thrilled Neville makes it to the ocean. That was 15 years ago. So I'm on holiday in Lizard Island, also on the reef, and uh, we're snorkeling. And there's this beautiful loggerhead turtle that's, you know, sort of, tea tray size that i am watching and um there's myself and david and there's a couple of other people nearby and then they sort of wander off and get distracted and and i've got my mask on and i'm there and he's eating the little seagrass and then david uh gets up out of the water and it's only knee height and so he sort of wanders off and as he wanders off the turtle comes up to the surface and i've got my mask half above the surface as i watch him come up and he goes down and when he goes down He literally comes straight towards me. He's less than a foot from my mask staring right at me and then drops down again and goes sort of underneath me eating the seagrass directly. Literally, I'm only in a knee-length water and he's right beneath me. I'm trying to sort of back up so I don't sort of squish him. And it was this amazing experience as he really looked at me with his beautiful eyes. And of course, afterwards, David said, you know who that was? That was Neville. He recognised you. (laughs) That was Neville but this is the thing like to your point and I'm going to link this to the research we're not just waffling here everybody by the way is um if we think about what we're talking about it's noticing the new it's savoring its awe we've done whole sessions on awe and the importance of that but what I also linked it to is meaning making like it made me feel I know it probably isn't Neville and I certainly know a turtle is not likely to recognize me from 15 years ago but it was so lovely to go imagine if that was Neville if now imagine if it was so I think to your point is how do we keep bringing the science of what flourishing is all about what well-being is all about into those things because yeah holidays are great um, um, and it's lovely and you feel refreshed and it's like yeah you've gone and whether you've stayed up till 1am or in my case you know went to bed at 8 or 8 30 and then got up with the sun um, whatever you're doing are you still bringing The science into it because you can have a holiday and be exhausted at the end of it because you've drunk too much you haven't moved you've been on i don't know binge watching netflix or whatever you're doing and you don't end up feeling restored how do we keep bringing these elements into what we do whether we're working or whether we're um we're on holiday
1: and what I would say is, that, and that's a beautiful story. And I think it was Neville. I think David's right. I think it was Neville. Well, certainly. And if it wasn't, it was a family member because <laughs> fifteen years ago. Um, but it's about also again. I'm going to say being mindful. It's about um, for me anyway. And again, this is what I say to many of our clients and different things, particularly when kind of talking about strengths. But we all have a choice, and it's actually being aware, being in the moment, being present around. Actually, what is what really fulfills me? What is what energizes me? What makes me happy? When we have that break, let's say the nice, relaxing holiday, fun holiday, and what have you, it's kind of going, and even writing it down. And again, as I said, I made notes. Okay, what did I enjoy? I was going to say what have I not so much enjoyed there wasn't really anything to be honest but actually what do I want to continue doing um and again this brings me and you would have um mentioned this many times before and again and I've just thought of it now but uh to list. well what is what do I want to keep doing or start doing for my well-being but actually making it practical and doing it not just talking about it as we always say yeah Um, but really living living it is just so important and we know that but again one of your sayings you know it do you do it Um, yeah
0: and to your point what's interesting is um with our diploma of positive psychology and well-being one of the um assignments if you remember from module two is we get people to monitor their mood and then analyze at the end of two weeks what's influence i was doing that on holiday not using the app um but i was just doing it in my head and noticing and my favorite day my most um my happiest day if you like or my um most enjoyable day most fulfilled day or whatever you was when we climbed to Cook's Lookout. Now, I admit, I did not make it all the way. So I'd been a bit poorly before. I was a bit wheezy and I hadn't even been able to make it halfway down my beach um, without getting out of puff, but I made it um, probably half to two thirds of the way. And then I was like, okay, you, and, and the guide who was taking us, he was like off like a rocket. So I couldn't keep up um, or I chose not to keep up. And so I said, I'm going to wait here, you go. And if you catch me up, otherwise I'll head back down. Now the important thing on this for people to know is um, I love bushwalking, being bushwalking, hiking, and stuff like that um with an element of comfort sometimes um uh but i like pushing myself a little bit i wouldn't necessarily overnight because i don't want to sleep in the rough and stuff like that i'm a bit of a pansy um but when it comes to hiking i love it and i love pushing myself i love stretching myself i don't mind getting out of breath sort of thing um, and i prefer going uphill to going downhill not the guy said oh because your knees nope nothing to do with my knees my knees are perfectly fine i get scared coming down scared i'm gonna fall um so I'm a bit of a wet weekend coming down. I'm usually holding David's hand or squealing or whatever. Anyway, so they left me at this point. And one of the things you should know, if you haven't been to Lizard Island, you head up to Cook's Lookout. There are times where there is a 45 degree angle of rock face with no steps, no path. You just have to get up it. So coming down it by myself was kind of freaking me out. So what did I do? I used all of my skills and I thought, okay, I'm on my own. I haven't got David to get hold of. I, you know, we've got to figure this out. And um, so I had a big smile on my face because A, if you're feeling like vomiting, it stops the gag reflex, Um, but also because it makes me feel happy. I really savored every step. I made sure that I was balanced every time I put my foot down. There was a couple of occasions I sat on my butt and squiggled down. Um, But when I got to the end of every, each one of those, like really sort of almost felt like vertical. But stop, uh, sort of sections, I would stop. I would put my hands in the air and go, woohoo, yay (laughs) me! And I would savor my moments. And my favorite bit of my holiday was doing that all by myself, feeling absolutely shattered because it was a hell of a hike in 30 degree heat. Um, And I actually did the journey back. And again, for some people, this is probably nothing, but for me, that was. I enjoyed it. I wasn't scared coming down. I did it all by myself. I savored every step. I was in awe of the view. I enjoyed every minute. And and I look back on my holiday. And I mean, Lizard Island, if you've been there, is amazing. The food is gorgeous. The environment's fabulous. But that was my most special day doing that. And I think to your point, if we can still use these tools, that it's not about always chilling and and taking the space it's knowing what where do you get your enjoyment whether it's real fulfillment or whether it's real uh, positive emotions or whether it's real calm and zen what are the things that are helping you do that and sometimes ironically it's the energizing things that you might find are the things that really give you that extra sense of woohoo Absolutely.
1: And I love that story. And again, it made me think about you saying it, t- taking each step as it comes. Again, this makes me think about what are we in control of? Okay, I might fall down however many, well, there weren't steps, but just slide down this big 45 degree angle. Um, but actually taking it bit by bit. And if we think about from a work context, so okay, sometimes it's the, the challenge, let's say, can be too big, so it becomes overwhelming. but actually, let's break it down into those little bite-sized bits. So to your point about taking each step but then celebrating each step or each bum slide or whatever, going oh I made it and again the positive emotions this may sound all a bit I don't know what it might sound like to listeners but it really works and it is about enjoying those moments and celebrating them um, yeah. and that's your most memorable um, or enjoyable experience from the whole trip um, I loved
0: it. And and David was the same, right? Like he went all the way up to the top and came down and whatever you, and the next day, like our quads were sore and whatever you, but we were like, that was awesome. And it was hard work. It was sweaty. It was exhausting, um, but it was amazing. And it's interesting because um, as you know, one of our clients um, does a big triathlon with 280 uh, well-being ambassadors from around the world coming together. And they've just been in Lanzarote this week doing their triathlon and, um, and it really, um, made me sort of resonate more of actually putting in that effort and then the joy that comes from um working yourself physically that's really good from a a mental and emotional well-being as well so so tell me
1: and and again it's about pushing those boundaries because a lot of them if not all of them because again i saw something on linkedin they hadn't cycles swam or ran before you know just hearing them the little videos that they showed it's just amazing aren't you I be part of that you kind of go with it you want to be part of it so I felt
0: the same I'm like I want to be part of them in Lanzarote next year (laughs) (laughs) so thinking about all the things that we've said and I know um you know both of us we don't always get it right we have our, our challenging moments um and obviously we you know you we've used some of this on holidays so um what is your a? What's your next trip? But b. What are you going to keep going between now and your next holiday?
1: Well, my next trip is going to be coming to see you and the of rest course. of the- Australia in January, which is saying January seems like quite a way ago, but it's actually only a few weeks. Um, given we are in October, um, one thing like yourself and you, you all know this. Um, I never have enough time. Although I'm going to reframe that intentionally to I never um, prioritise time for me reading books, and you know because you have seen my place, I have got plenty of books, plenty of books around positive psychology, everything we do, but also, um, you know, just reading NAF books or whatever um, or stories. And this is one thing, and I really struggled. This was interesting to begin with. And I don't know for whatever reason, but at the beginning of the holiday, where I was kind of struggling to get into reading a book. I mean, I did take three actually, two. I admit were work related <laughs> and I was like no I'm gonna leave that but I really wanted to I actually had to stop myself which was quite interesting um but I did get into reading and I this is something I was like, actually I found it really relaxing it took my brain out as opposed to being on you know watching TV mm-hmm. uh we did watch a movie all together uh which was quite cool quite funny um it was like a flick chick so my friend's dad was watching and he had a few tears which was hilarious <laughs> um but I would say reading I think that is one thing that I did enjoy. And I used to read like years ago, but as I said I've never really prioritized it. Um, I'm much more, as you know, much more listening to podcasts. But just sitting there and intentionally going, I'm going to sit and read for half an hour um, feels like quite a luxury. But again, so important. So it's um, yeah, that's that is definitely one thing. I'm going to continue.
0: Oh, I love that. And as you know, I've got my street library outside the house, so I love uh, reading. And I have to say, and I'm going to do a, um, uh, something on this because we were talking about it the other day, that people are intrigued by what I read. So on my phone alone, I've read uh, 36 books this year. Um, and then real books, I've probably read, probably getting on for another at least 20. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that on another, uh, another session.
1: <laughs> well, continue. I just want to ask you, Sue, before you wrap up, well, what are you going to continue? Um,
0: I'm before? definitely going to continue that um, I am not going to bother with, you know, TV shows, Netflix, movies quite so much. Um, it'll be very considered um, when I do. So often I would do it as a take your brain out, but I'm going to stick to my books. Because um, I think it's a much better way of taking my brain out and sleeping better. Um, and so not using my laptop for those sorts of things. Um, because it doesn't enhance me. I don't feel better or more energized or whatever you... Um, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to take up a triathlon. Um, but there is something that I would like to continue more frequently to challenge myself in ways that are physical uh, a little bit more. Um, So that's one thing. Um, And as I say, the other thing is when I take meal breaks, which I kind of always have, but I used to sit on the sofa and I'd watch a TV show or something for 20 minutes while I took a meal break uh, during the week. Uh, But now to sit outside now the weather's nice and just take a book with me and things like that. And I do always prefer having a real book. And that's why I love my street library uh, now I'm back. But the trouble is I've got a series of nine on my phone. And now, of course, I'm into the fifth one. And I'm like, oh, I've got to get to the end (laughs) because it's really hooking me. Um, But yeah, that's one of the things. Um, And making sure that I've got another holiday on the cards because for David and I, this was the... Sort of first one since before COVID, apart from like a quick one night break or two night break. And I know it's a first world problem, um, but it was actually really nice to have just five days clear. Um, was really useful.
1: And I think to your point, this is something again that I've made a note of. And again, I was saying to my friend, and she's very good at this. Actually, is then thinking, well, when is the next holiday? And not you know, not planning your life away, but and then having something in addition to look forward to. We kind of go, okay, this is what I'm working towards. Again, you know, if you're thinking, you know, working so hard and what have you Well, I'm working this way and again making meaning but again there's there's value to it well so I can earn money so that I can go on this holiday or do whatever you know we're choosing to do so it is um yeah wonderful wonderful yeah. I will look forward to spend, um, in-person time with you again anyway generally um, I
0: know and that'll be half work half half holiday so so thank you, everybody, for listening to Tanya's and I Waffles. I'm sure you probably didn't really need to know about our holidays. Um, but the thing that I really love is um, that we can bring uh, conscious, intentional well-being activities to work and we can bring it to the rest and relaxation and holidays. It's not like we switch off from those tools as well. They can actually really help us enhance. So thank you for joining us for another uh, series of waffles and interesting conversations. I hope you enjoyed our reflections on holidays and if you want more conversations potentially more serious conversations uh, with myself or other experts and our live events then please um, come and join us check out uh, learnwithsue.com.au and you may choose to become a member and join us for some of our live events or check out some of our courses that are all done online thanks everybody thanks tanya for another great session and we'll see everybody soon